Okay, um, live from the happiness place on earth, this is episode... Three. Three. Only three? Yeah. Okay. This is episode three. It is uh, Wednesday, September 20th, 2006. Welcome to episode three of the Random Access Podcast. Brought to you, as usual, from my apartment. Happiness place on earth. Damn right. I hope you... So, we hope that you guys have enjoyed the episode so far. We hope you're looking forward to this one. Uh, we do have a very special person, though, way out on the other side of the ocean. Oh, the international yeah, edition. We, this is actually uh, an international podcast. We have listeners out in Europe, specifically in Spain. We have more than one in Spain? Yes. Oh. We have two in Spain. Two in Spain. So, this is our special shout-out to Laura Miller... Who's in, out in Seville. Barber of Seville? No. Well, no. same city. Same city. Yes. But she's not a barber. I, I don't believe so. I'm trying we'll to have to the... ask her about that. Yeah, that would be a good... So, Limmer, this is our shout-out to you. We hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah. And hope you enjoy this one, too. Uh, that's what I said. I hope you enjoy this episode. I thought you said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. No, that was before. Oh. Anyway... Anyway. So this is the international edition of the... International, Ren- yes. This is our international edition. Hola, como esta? No, we are not doing that. <laughs> oh, so it's going to be in English. Yes, it is the international edition available in English only. Kind of like... I'm trying to think of something that's international. Yeah, I'd, good luck. <laughs> so the first thing, as you guys may know or may not know, we, again, have a little list that we're going to use as a guideline. Yes. The first thing on the list is... Updates to the website, www.rapodcast.net. Dot .net. Dot .net. I've actually told people .com, and then I corrected myself. It's .net. Uh, a couple ahead. of the changes, as you may or may not know. The show notes have started to go up. And yes. has graciously spent some time. And can, can I take like 30 seconds and explain the show notes? Go for it. All right, so I'm editing all this gobbledygook together, and I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm... Kind of realizing that some people might not know what Spaceballs is, or might not know what the heck VoIP is, this, that, or the other thing. So it's kind of my way of, if you're listening to the podcast, and you're like, WTF, this, that, the other thing, you can actually pause it, go to the show notes, I've got it organized by time, so you could be like, okay, so we're 15 minutes into the podcast, and we could be like, I don't know what they're talking about, pause, go there, and I should probably have a um, link about what's we're talking about that that's basically what the show notes are if, if you guys want something else out of the show notes um please let us know yeah let us know you can send us emails or the other update to the um you, yes you could use the other update to let us know the other update is the forums are up yes i've finally gone through and gotten all the php bullshit and sql bullshit that i need and made the forums i used the phpbb.com forums very nice people they provide everything you need so wait, wait. Why is this? Why is this uh, PHP BS and the SQL BS stuff? What's because that? Because they, well, they sort of provide you with everything you need. And there was a lot of trial and error in there oh. before I settled on them. I mean, there, there was. I went through and I tried to use the CGI-based forms, and those didn't work well. And then I tried PHP Nuke, and that just comes with PHP BB, and so I got rid of it. And people have no idea what I'm saying, and neither do you. Yeah, so um, you're going to have to fill out this section of the show notes. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, just take my word for it. Forms are up. They're working great. You should go check them out. 
There's links all over the page, www.rapodcast.net slash forums. We'll take you right there. Or there's links up on the main page. Or there are links on the main page. And all the subsequent pages, too. The only link that I'm missing is actually from the forums back to the page. That would be... um... I'm working on it. Okay. It's not as easy as it sounds. Okay. So, is there any other changes to the webpage? Nothing major. Uh, Keep watching. You never know when I might do something. Or I might do something. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. You gotta learn how to use the FTP first. Yeah. No, I I can upload stuff and download stuff and... Mm -hmm. What? Okay. So anyways... What? We have updates to the show as well. Uh, the format is probably staying about the same, but we're we're broadening our topics. Yes. We realized after the last couple episodes that we've kind of been concentrating more on gaming than anything else. Let's see, we started out with a game router, and then we talked about gaming, and then we talked about a conference about gaming, and then we talked about... Yeah. I'm going to say it. Jack Thompson. Oh my god. I know. You're not bleeping it? No. <gasps> Andy. I could. You never know. I, you could, but you shouldn't. Yeah, that is true. Shouldn't ignore the man. Ugh. I, He's I, done enough. You shouldn't ignore him. You shouldn't let him just run around wild. Which is really funny because he was actually the guy who started up on the um, CDs, the parental yeah. advisory. He was the one who started that whole escapade yeah. too. And look at what happened. He got his way. And I completely didn't realize it was the same guy until we, we I researched We can't him. let Jack Thompson get his way. That is true. But as I said, we're going to try and broaden the topics. Yes, because we're not just gamers. We're Despite what you may think. <laughs> it's, it's a forte of our ability. I could sit here and describe, and if you really want me to, the um, history from Apple, no, uh, from Atari, and Pong, and even actually before Pong. There was actually a big argument about who created the first video game. Uh-huh. Pong was definitely not the first. It's a competition between Space War and uh, Willie Higginbottoms. Yes, and the side-scrolling tennis player. Yeah, yeah. Which you could change the, but that's a whole other that, story. Don't worry about it. But I could, I could actually talk from that all the way up to the fall of Atari, startup of Japanese into video game society, and beyond, back to Microsoft trying to regain control of American companies in video mm-hmm. games. You're, you're not really enforcing the non-gamer aspect here, Andy. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, it is a forte of mine. Well, it's a great interest to both of us. We like playing games. Yes. But there's also other things we enjoy, too, like computers and other stuff. So we're trying to... It's even non-tech stuff that we enjoy. Honest to God, like, really, we are not surrounded by technology. Uh, It may look that way if you ever come by, but... Now, we've also got Jimmy John rappers and (laughs) Jif peanut butter. An iPod case. School books. I have school books. Those aren't tech. I'm a math major, not not a comp sci major. And the difference is, um, comp sci is a lot of stuff with computers, and mathematics a lot of stuff with a pencil and paper. Okay, but they're still getting very similar. No, there's a lot of math, arguably in comp sci, because there's a lot of logic, but the the two are very different. Okay, I'll just I'll take your word for that. It's like saying playing an instrument is the same as broadcasting radio. Good point. You see now, there's definitely differences in that. Right. There there are also differences in whatever. Okay. So, we're and we'll try and move on. This episode's probably going to have a little bit more of technology than yes. uh, anything else. But we, we, we're still working on opening topics. Yes. We're, we're trying to expand our own horizons upon which we could 
gain some knowledge from this podcast, etc. And then to our- relay that knowledge onto you. Yes. It's so all I, about education. It is all about education, which if anybody has any questions about us, just email, forums. Drop us a line at the forum. And if you have any suggestions on a topic you want to hear or you want us to talk about, go to the forums. There's a, a whole topic there for suggestions for Andy and I. There is? Yes. Oh. Did I already respond to that topic? or No. Okay. Just making sure. So um, so when I was um, editing and doing the show notes, um, I realized that in our last podcast we um, got some stuff wrong. Yeah, I I know. You, you noticed that, too? I, You know, I noticed this about, like, a half an hour after you left. Oh. You see, I haven't actually really listened to the podcast. Right. Until. Well, so, see, well, let me just go through. Okay, so we recorded Monday night. I finally got it after school on Tuesday. Yep. It was just doing the basic editing. And did that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Well, like, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And then I finally got the stuff to you, what, Thursday night, Friday morning, and then you were able to... Well, no, I got done with the audio, like, Thursday night. Then I did the show notes Thursday. You uploaded on, what, Friday? Yeah, it was. Friday the 15th at 3.12 in the afternoon. Okay, so we can actually have a pretty good turnaround if I actually, like, sat down and got everything done. But what's really going to be great is um, one thing that's changed from the last podcast. Dave's got a new mic. Yes, you may have noticed. I sound a little better on this one. You sound more normal. And not robotic. Well, that was actually because of the air conditioner, but that's a whole other story. So, um, what else did we um, get wrong? Well, there's some stuff we didn't quite get wrong. We were just misinformed or weren't quite up to date. Okay, should should we start going through? Oh, because oh, I've got a list here. Okay, so sure. Um, first thing that I noticed, I'm going in chronological order here. This is in order in the show, right? Yes. Okay. Well, basically, unless I missed something. Um, Update to the Eastern Michigan University strike. It was kind of funny that um, we recorded it as Monday. I did my whole rant about the strike, this, that, and the other thing. And um, Tuesday afternoon, they called off the strike. Well, they didn't call it off. They suspended the strike. They suspended the strike in order to do a fact-finding something or another, whatever it is, where some guys can go and read both the proposals, try and get to the bottom of exactly what we're arguing about. Wonderful. I guess. And so that should take another two months, but classes, the strike was suspended, so I actually had classes. Yay, classes. All my of my classes, unfortunately. Yay, classes. So, yeah, that was kind of funny. We did this whole thing about the strike, and then the next thing I noticed, I'm in class, editing stuff about my whole rant about the strike. But I was laughing about that when I saw it on the news. I'm like, oh, oh we were wrong. <laughs> we were just that much too slow. You, you know what it really was? Is we just picked the wrong day to record the podcast. Oh, that is true. If we had done it like two days later, yeah. over half the things that we got wrong, quote-unquote, would be gone. Yes. So uh, one thing that we did just plain get wrong was the new Star Trek game. Yes. Um, it's it's not a massively multiplayer online game. That's what MMO stands for. I think I put that in the show notes, but I'm not sure. But it's a um, RTS game, which is a real-time strategy. If you don't know what a real-time strategy game is, it's like StarCraft, WarCraft. We'll we'll put stuff out for you. Command in the show and Conquer. Notes. We'll put stuff out for you in the show notes. Don't okay. worry about it. We'll put stuff in the show notes. And um, interesting fact about this: um, they have actually claimed that in this game you're going to be able to do all the different major battles of the Star Trek world, that sort of thing. Of the the universe. Of the universe. 
like the shows and all the yes. shows and all, all 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 of the shows starting back from Shatner all the way up to Scott Bakula, which was Enterprise. Enterprise. So um, you've got Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise. Yes. Sweet. See, I am a geek, and it's not just games. You know science fiction. Wow, that's a big leap. Hey, you're the one who hasn't read Flatland. And I'm not going to. I'll put a link to it in the show notes since you brought up Flatland. Oh, I'll I'm put not... a link to it in the show notes. That's mine. <laughs> okay, um, but interesting note is that they're doing the entire Star Wars universe beyond Star all... Trek. Star Trek. What did I say? Star Wars. Oops. Yeah. Okay. Way to go. I'm sorry. Hundreds and hundreds of fans are going to come beating you down now. Right. Because they all listen to the show. Right. But um, they actually got all the people to agree to do uh, voiceover work for the game. So you're going to actually have William Shatner doing his voiceover work for his character. You're going to have Patrick Stewart doing his voice work. You're going to have uh, Jane... Awesome. Janeway? Jane... Um, I don't know who played her. I don't know who played her either. I, I should, but I don't. And you're going to have Scott Bakula, and you're going to have that other guy who was in charge of the space station. Deep dude. Space Nine. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Sisko. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, I'm not good with actors' names at all. I should, but I never really was a big Star Trek fan. IMDB rocks. Yes. Uh, it's all you need. Yes. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this, though. There hasn't... There was a, a Star Trek MMO a while ago. Not MMO, RTS. There was? Yeah, it was called uh, Star Trek Armada. Okay. It had a sequel, Star Trek Armada 2. Armada 2. Yes. They they were both kind of fun, but I'm looking forward to this. I want to see how they do it. Okay. Should be interesting. I have no idea exactly um, what it's about, but okay. Uh, the next issue... Which we didn't really get wrong. We just uh, more news came out yes. almost immediately afterwards. That would be um, Facebook. Facebook, Sega. Sorry. And what about Facebook, Andy? Um, Facebook. Um, we went back there and double checked. They did some coding stuff for Facebook, and from that, they you are able now to control what you put out onto the feed. But this is my big ifer. There is um, you're not able to control whose feed you read, if that makes sense. So you can you determine what leaves your page to other people's feed. Yes. But you don't control what you get. You yes. don't control you can't say like I don't care about people's relationships. If they're sending it out, you're going to get it. Yes. But now you actually have a control of what you put out onto the feed. Alright. So if I join some crazy group and I don't want anybody else to know about it, if I'm quick about it if I'm quick, quick like mongoose, I can go, no, I don't that want that on my newsfeed, and hopefully... And it won't go out. It won't go out. Awesome. Or I could just set up ahead of time. I don't I don't want people to know what groups I'm joining or leaving. Right. Or what my relationship's at, all that other stuff. You can edit that ahead of time, so it's a flat yes or no for all types of topics. Right. So that, which, well, that's pretty cool. That's at least a step in the right direction. Yes. Now if you can only just shut up everybody else. <laughs> then I'd be happy. Or you could just not log on to Facebook so often. What? Oh, did P I suggest that? Preposterous, Dave. Preposterous. Preposterous? That too. Okay. Um. So let's see. So yeah. Next Faith is we have an apology to make to the N I M F M F. 
MF. MF, not FM. We Last episode, we talked a lot about the National Institute for Family and the Media. Yes. Well, we were wrong. National Institute for Media and the Family. Right. Six of one, half dozen the other, in my opinion. Yeah, but... really, it, it's semantics, but we felt that we should apologize for getting your name wrong for an entire episode. Yeah. So, NIFM is now NIMF. That makes it so right? much better. Media and the family is the proper one. Yes. Okay. So, N-I-M-F. Nymph. Yes. Sounds vaguely familiar. I know. All right. The next thing was my fault. I got this wrong because I remembered it wrong. Um, Super Noah's... Super 3D Noah's Ark. That is the worst name I've ever heard. Oh, you should see some of the other names these guys put out. But anyway, Super 3D Noah's Ark, I claimed... It, it was a ripoff of Wolfenstein 3D. Yes. And it, it was. It was like... Yes, they actually bought... They were, they were actually going to put Wolfenstein 3D into the Super Nintendo as a port, but they they sold the that version of the game to Wisdom Tree Entertainment or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember the exact name of the company, but it's It'll like... It'll be in the show notes, yeah. Um, and they made... they want It's actually a company that still makes games, and it's all Bible-based. Oh, it's scary stuff. I had links in the last show notes. I'll put them into this one, too. What happens if I found a company that makes Torah-based games? It would still be pretty creepy. Okay. And this technically would be Torah-based. Noah's Ark was in the Old Testament. Oh, you're right. That would be, because you Old Testament. Yeah, Torah is the Old Testament. There you go. I'm, I've am i got some knowledge yeah. of... Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Probably know more about mine than I know about yours. Yeah, probably. So so they but they 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 did change the backgrounds. They did change the backgrounds, the walls. It what it didn't look like you were in a Nazi castle. What they didn't change, and this is what I had gotten confused, is they didn't change the map. No. The layout of the castle was the same thing. The layout of the rooms was the exact same thing. Yes. Which is kind of funny because on the Wikipedia article they point out that one of the levels is made entirely of swastikas. Oh dear. <laughs> All the rooms, if you look from above, look like swastikas. Wow. So, um way to go with I hope tree. that one's not in I'm not going to play this game ever, but uh, you know, I wonder if it's going to be on the virtual console. I so hope not. That would be ridiculous. Virtual console, I'm going to get to that in a bit. That that'll thing. come up, don't worry guys. Yes. Uh next thing. Um, so yeah, all our big argument about violence and uh, bully or dog-eat-dog dog for our European listeners, our two of them. <laughs> well, uh, they, I don't know what's bully in Spanish. El bolo? I don't think so. I'm probably going to get a horrible email about that. Oh, I don't know. El I think bullio. you probably just made her laugh. La, la, El bullio? La bulle? La bullia? Oh, that'd be so funny <laughs> if it was bully was a feminine. Ah, uh, uh, I really, really doubt that. <laughs> You never know. Computers are feminine, it seems. Well, but that's because we treat them as such. I don't know what you're talking about. My computer's named Herbie. Or Hector. 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 Yes. Hector is the new one. Ah. But after all our hoo-ha about bully, um, it turns out it got rated teen by the ESRB. That means anyone 13 and up can play the game and can have the game sold to them without parental consent. Yes. So, your 13-year-old might be playing Bully. And I would have no problem with it because it's rated teen. I don't know if I'd let a 13-year-old... It would depend on the 13-year-old. Yes. No, again, case-by-case case basis. Yeah, but... it's a pretty violent game from yes. what I've read. All right. Just evidently not violent enough to get rated M. 
All right, so um, that's what I have on my list. Did I miss anything? Um, yeah. What? Guitar Hero 2. Oh, yes. The release date for the Guitar Hero 2. We were talking about because Andy, you know, we were talking about getting it for him for his birthday or something. Yes. Well, Andy's birthday is in the middle of summer. Yes. Guitar Hero 2 comes out in a month and a half. November 7th? November 7th. November 7th. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be waiting a bit. Really? Well, if I'm going to get it for my birthday, I'm not well, going to go Well, but why out. wait? Why get it for your birthday? Get something else for your birthday. Well, if you wait... For, oh, this is the thing about video games. If you actually wait, they become cheap. Very cheap. Yes, but not always very quickly. So, I can wait. Okay. I'm going to have other things I get to play with. We have some uh, other things coming out in November. Yes. Um, let's see, there's the... Um, it's a good month to be a gamer. It's Sony's big mistake coming out. <laughs> also known as the PlayStation 3. Sony's big mistake. I think I'm just going to call it Sony's big mistake. Yeah. That's that's a... Yeah. I'm, I'm not... The SBM instead of the PS3? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sony's big mistake. Comes out November 17th. Yes. With a whopping price tag of 5 or $600, depending on which version you buy. Hold on. I think I just had a small heart attack. Yeah. I... Oh. I'd sympathize with you, except that you've known about this for months. I know, but still, every time I hear it, it just clogs up. Yeah, it, see, I don't get a heart attack, just a little part of me dies every time. Especially since you know you're actually going to go buy it. Not at $600, I'm not. Are you going to buy the $500 version? No, I'm going to wait two years. But then, what's really great is, PS... No, I'm sorry, Sony's big mistake comes out November 17th? November 17th. Two days later... Two days later, so November 19th... The Wii comes out. Nintendo's little bundle of joy. As opposed to Sony's big mistake. Yes. I'm not going to call it Nintendo's little bundle of joy. Your little baby Wii... It's either the Wii or the Revolution. They should have called it the Revolution. They should have, but they decided to change it to the Wii. Oh boy. It's the Nintendo Wii. Better than the Nintendo Vagina. I'm going to have to put notes to that one, because nobody's going to have any clue where that came from. I know. That's why I said it is, because I wanted you to put the note in there. Okay. I'll talk about the Vagina later. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys questioned why I have an explicit marker on this. Let's see, we had shit, Vagina... We had damn last week. We had a couple shits last week. Um, I could do George Carlin's. No, I'm good. I'll have to put a no link for that one now, too. Well, Andy, the point is that you don't have to keep saying I'm going to put a link to that. They, the point is they'll be forced to go to the show notes to find out what the hell I'm talking about. That is true. George Carlin's seven words you can't say on television. Radio. Radio? Was that the original? Yes. Okay. It originally was seven words you can't say on radio, I do believe. What's really funny is that you can say most of them now. Yeah. The FCC just doesn't care. Mm, well, it's a whole you have other... to do it within like certain hours of the day. Yeah, 10 p.m. beyond. but it's And cable compared to over-the-air broadcasting. But that's a whole... Gray area. I don't want to really get into that right now. Gray, fuzzy area. So the Wii comes out the 19th. Yes. At a price tag of $249.90 some cents. 99 cents. Or 95. Which they said it it was going to be cheaper than $250. And I tell you, I've gotten so many, I've talked to a lot of people and they've all complained to me about, oh my god, it's so expensive. What? And like, you know, Nintendo said for under $250, I was expecting it for $200 or like $190 or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? They said under $250. That means it's going to be $249.99. Yeah. 
what was the the uh, PS3 when it first came out was what three hundred dollars? Well, two ninety nine, ninety nine, yeah. Uh, the yeah, they were all pretty expensive. Yes, everything when it first co- like I said, games when they first come out, expensive. Yep, there is a lot of criticism to Nintendo though. How so? They're selling the Wii at a profit. Okay. Most video game consoles, in fact, almost all of them, especially in the last 10, 20 years, have been sold at a loss. The company loses money for every console they sell. So how did Sony make money off of the... Because I remember the PS2 was sold for a loss. Because they make money from the games, from the peripherals, from the licenses. Okay. Nintendo's going to make money off the Wii right off the bat. Just every console they sell, they automatically make money. But they're not going to have as much viable options for... Well, granted, the peripherals, you're going to have to buy right. your own... You're going to have to buy the remote, which is another $60. Well, that's with the nunchuck right. attachment. But it's still... I'm counting that as a single piece of remote. But you got to buy two. So it's... You know, the remote 60 The games are going to be 50 to $60 each. So it, it can rack up the price. Yeah. But... The point is, Microsoft and Sony are selling their consoles at a loss. But they're still why isn't Nintendo? But they're still costing five hundred, six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. but two hundred and fifty wh- bucks compared to no. But the point is, you know, it's two hundred fifty. But if Nintendo sold at a loss, they could sell it for hundred fifty, maybe two hundred. Okay, and so I'm supposed to give them a pat on the back for them deciding to take take a small hit for the team. Basically. Well, that's the argument. I'm, you know, whatever. They get to do whatever they want. They are setting the price. People are going to buy it. I, I would, if somebody was like, okay, November 17th, you want to buy a PS3? Sony's big mistake. Or do I want to wait two days, save $350, and buy a Wii? Right. Which comes with Wii Sports in the box. Wii Sports. Wii, it's got games in the box. Yeah, but it's Wii Sports. <laughs> a game is still a game. But it's Wii Sports. My question is, is the virtual console going to be up w- during launch? Yes. They talked about uh, Nintendo. Their their press release idea was great because they had one. They started out with one in Japan, home of Nintendo. Then they had one in New York the next day, which is North America. Right. And then the, like 12 hours after that or something like that, they had the third one, their third release party info spectacular, whatever it is. Event. Event in Europe. So they hit, like, each of the spots. You're getting information, local information, plus you're getting an overall. It was a great idea. It was like a localized but an overall attack right? everywhere. But I, uh, they said they were going to have, I think, 10 or 20 games on the Virtual Console at launch, and then they were going to add, like, 10 every month or something like that. That's beautiful. And they said They'll it probably was, ramp that up, though, because they're, like... So many games that will be on the Virtual Console. It's going to be the entire, like, 8-bit... We, we should probably explain what the Virtual Console is. Okay. Um, virtual Console is, you'll be able to... Because your Wii is going to have a broadband connection. So you have to have... The Wii is connected to the internet. Yes, your Wii is going to be connected to the internet. Or it can be, at least. Yes. I don't... You're going to lose a lot of capabilities of out of all the next-generation consoles... If you don't have a broadband connection. Yes. Yeah. So the, uh, it's going to be connected to the internet, and then you'll be able to go on there and pick whatever game you wanted that was made by Nintendo, what, Sega? Uh, a couple other publishers. Basically, it's going to be the entire 8-bit and 16-bit library. N64. And, oh, yeah, and the N64. 
Basically, you get to go on, and if you used to play games, uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64, you, those old games you really liked playing, now you can go back and play them again on the Wii. Yes, you You'll can be go... Able to download the game... Well, this is what you're going to do. You're going to have to go and buy Wii Bucks, or whatever it is, at some local retailer, and they're going to actually be like, it's it's like 200 points or something like that, or 2,000 points is worth like 20 bucks, so it's like one Wii point is equal to a penny, or that sort of thing. Yeah. Yen to the Wii point. Yeah. So then you have to go and like upload your Wii points onto your system, then you'll get accredited to your account, and then you can download... The games. Yeah, the games. I think it comes out to an NES game is going to be about $5, which is about the going price if you look on for consoles for the e- on eBay. Still a little expensive to me, but I'll pay it. I'll pay it. I'm not going to do the massive downloading I thought I was going to do. No. But... It's because it's going to be five dollars for every NES. It's going to be ten dollars, I think, for Super Nintendo quality games, and I think it's going to be fifteen for N sixty four games. Oh, they're ramping. They're scaling the price. They're scaling the price oh, because that's upsetting. Well, what do you are, you are you expecting the original Super Mario to be the same price as Super Mario Brothers sixty four? Yeah, they've got the programming. It's not like they need to hire more people to write but, the game. It's going to be the amount of information stored in the original Super Mario Brothers compared to Super Mario Brothers 64 is astounding. Meh. I don't know the exact numbers, but it's a lot more. You're they're going to have to do a lot of it's going to be a lot more information to scale around for the larger games on the 64 and stuff than for the regular Nintendo games. I still think that it should be a flat price, but whatever. I I would love to have like a subscription-based service or something. Yeah, that would be good too. And personally, I'd rather play the original Super Mario than Mario 64. Why is that? I didn't like Mario 64. You didn't? No. I've never played it. I never actually owned a a Nintendo 64. I have one if you want it. I'm good. I've still got the regular Nintendo. I've still got all the Atari games, which I can't wait till somebody puts all those online. That'd be great. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move away from the Wii. We are? Yeah. Oh. We've been talking about games a lot. I know. So... Uh, okay, so should we just... Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to Virtual Console for the Wii. I'm looking at... Oh, you're going to ask... I'm sorry. Okay, I'll just, we'll just skip that, and then we'll talk there's, about the Wii next there's time. There's so much out there that I'm excited for for the Wii. I really don't care. I'm just waiting for the Virtual Console to be able to play the entire Nintendo Sega library in one go. It won't be the entire Sega library. It might not even be the entire uh, Nintendo library. I know for the Sega they were talking about doing a best of. Oh, oh well. So, so I've I've been more I'm into the classic gaming. I'm yeah, into classic gaming is fun, but then so is you know Metroid Prime Three. You see, I've never played that. Oh, no one has. Okay. It's for the Wii. Oh, maybe that's why I haven't played it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but there's uh, you can do your new stuff. I'll do my old stuff. But anyway, should we just stop game conversation since? I think probably moving on from the game conversation. Starting to move away from it, at least. Okay, away. Away, because we did promise that we're going to broaden the show. Okay, so, uh, uh, end of the Wii, what what should we uh, move on to? Um, I think we're going to have to contradict what I just said. Oh? Because there's something you wanted to talk about that I have on the list here. The six types of gamers. Oh, the six? Oh, yes. So, this... With all respect, this actually is moving away from games. Cause we're talking about more of the social aspect. Yes, because they're 
Now, normally when people think of gamers, at least in our own gaming culture, there is your hardcore gamers, your people who are playing EverQuest, World of Warcraft, those games glued to the television screen, eating Doritos. 15 hours a day. Yeah, that whole thing. And then you have your casual gamers, which are maybe five hours a day, if that, sitting there playing Collapse and all the other pop cap games and that sort of thing. All the small little internet games. Yes. You know, maybe pop on The Sims for a, 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 an hour or two. Yeah, or for, a, for a day in game or something like that. Get your quick fix. Yes. But it um, seems that somebody was able to expand beyond... Hardcore and gamer. Uh, hardcore and casual? That too. Okay. Yes. So, um, Dave, would you do you have the, the list in front of you? I have the list. Okay. What is the t- first one on the list? First one is the power gamer. Power gamers account for approximately 11% of the gaming audience, but 30% of the revenue. So that would be your, what I would consider a hardcore gamer. Yeah, the people these, who are, these are the people who are at games like Electronics Boutique and GameStop every week picking up new games, brand new games that are just released. Spending their hard-earned parents' cash. Or their own. Right. Or their own. I'm saying that these, these are the people who are unemployed, living in their parents' basement sort of thing. Not necessarily. I consider myself a power gamer. I'm not an EB every week spending money, but I, I do consider myself a power gamer. Okay. I play enough. Okay. What would be the uh, next one? I'm not a power gamer, so what What else am I? What's, what's well, the next one? Well, there's a social gamer. Social gamer. Social gamers are people who, uh, well, they play games for the social interaction. They, You know, you're over at a friend's, hey, let's play the Nintendo. Okay. These are the people who would be like going to, because I had a roommate back in college freshman year who, um, well, sweet mate, they always had a Madden party every Saturday morning. Yeah. So you, that you go and you play uh, a Madden game with some friends, or, uh, you know, like, I had a bunch of people, I went to a party and I brought Guitar Hero with me, and a bunch of people there who had never really played games picked it up and played. Okay, so it, they would be... So that's playing, social gaming. Playing for the party atmosphere. Right. People who would go to, like, LAN parties and stuff like that, maybe? Uh, LAN parties are probably going to be more power gamers. Okay. Because that's uh, a party specifically for games. Okay. Social gamers would go to a party, and there would be games there, and they'd play. Okay, now, like, what about uh, MMOs? MMOs, uh, you could possibly get social gamer from that. The MMO is being considered the, what is it called, the third place? Your first place is the house, your second place is work. Third place is where you spend time to relax and be with friends. Okay. Uh, if you want to think of, like, a bar is a third place for oh, some okay. people. Yes. So MMOs are being considered as the newest third place. So I suppose that could be considered for social gamers. Okay. It's an expensive habit for a social gamer, though. So is drinking. True. Uh, the next one is the leisure gamer. The leisure gamer. Like people who play Leisure Suit Larry? Uh, I don't know. I've never actually played Leisure, leisure Suit Larry. What's really funny is um, the guy who created Leisure Suit Larry, Al Lowe. Really? Yes. Except his is spelled with an E. L-O-W-E? Yes. Ah. So, Leisure Gamers, uh, they're, the, they're the casual. Well, what, is, what did the guy classify as Leisure Gamer? This group mostly sticks to casual games. Okay, so Leisure Gamer would be like... You just play games every so often. You might own a console and pull it out every couple of days. 
play things like maybe like uh, Katamari, something that's like lighthearted, yeah. not really. Yeah, but they can do harder games as well, okay. like MMOs. Okay, but not as hard as a power gamer, and not as friends as a show as a social gamer. Not as hard as a power gamer, and a social gamer is just a, a completely different class. Okay. Casual gamer is like a power gamer, just a little more laid back and a little more relaxed with their attitude towards gaming. Okay. Uh, dormant gamers... Dormant gamers? ...are people who want to be a gamer. Okay. They want to play games. Okay. But they just can't find the time. Oh, so like an ex-gamer. Somebody who's actually got a life and got a wife. And got kids, maybe. Yeah, or it doesn't even need to be that advanced. I mean, uh, I have a bunch of friends at school who are dormant gamers. They don't have the time. Right. They play it. If they, if they get a chance, they'll play. If I say, hey, come on over, and I convince them to get away from homework or their job, they'll come over and play games. They want to. But they just they don't... just don't have the time. They have other responsibilities that take precedence over gaming. Okay, so they got their priorities actually straight. Yeah. Unlike some of us. Incidental gamers. Oops, I accidentally played a game? Incidental, not accidental. Oh. The incidental crowd plays games if they're bored and can spend more than 20 hours each month with online games. Okay, so this would be your PopCap. Yeah. These are the guys playing uh, Snood, playing... Bookworm. Bookworm. Collapse. Hyper Shark. Super Collapse 2. Super Collapse Bejeweled 2. Bejeweled 2. Yeah, things like that. Alchemy. That's, those are your incidental gamers. They're your Yahoo gamers. They, Yahoo. they don't play too much, but they're out there. Uh, and then occasional gamers. Occasional gamers. Occasional. Also part of the casual gamer group. They're the ones who used to do Bejeweled. Okay. And various other online games, and now they've started to move on to more advanced games, okay. and they play more often. So this would be like somebody who got into Bejeweled and stuff like that, and then started realizing there was other puzzle games out there. Like Portal. Like Portal. You, you know, you move from Bejeweled to Portal. Okay, that's kind of a leap in my... Yeah, it's a pretty big jump, but it's out there. You, I could see it possible. People like starting to crank their way up from being a... What was the one before that? Uh, Incidental. Okay, so it's somebody who's incidental, and then they start becoming more of a occasional... Occasional gamer, which I suppose could lead to a leisure gamer, which could lead to a power gamer. Or... If you want to go through the evolution. As I said, social gamers are off to the side. Oh, they're, they're their they're, own little... Social gamers aren't part of the chain of gaming evolution. Chain of gaming evolution. I just picture all the like little monkeys with the little... Oops, I accidentally played a game. <laughs> All the way up to the guy sitting in front of the computer going, Must. Play. <laughs> getting getting their shakes from too much Red Bull Mountain Dew. and Balls. Balls. Yeah. Uh, evidently, approximately 53% of the online gaming community, whatever the hell that means, is made up of the social, leisure, and dormant gamers, which are traditionally, by developers, kind of overlooked. Oh, so it's saying that 53% of the gamers are technically what we would originally consider casual. casual. Okay. So less than half of gamers are hardcore, which really does make sense. Well, that makes that makes so much sense. The only problem is the hardcore gamers have the most time and the most money and, and everything. And they spend the most money on it. So they have the most voice to be heard. Right. But they're not actually the majority. Right. 
This is where minority rules. Okay. But wait, wait. What did it say for Power Gamers? Like, how much did they actually spend? Power Gamers make up approximately 11%, and they spend 30% of the revenue. Okay. So they, they still have... They have their, they're spending... Yeah, that's Power Gamers alone. Okay. Uh, that doesn't include incidental gamers. But that's that's still a large amount, a large percentage for one out of, what, six groups? Yeah, six groups. So that's still a lot of money to be throwing around, but it's, it's kind of surprising that, well, it's not sort of surprising anymore that... Right, so that's the news. We got that from uh, GameSpot, and we'll post that out on yeah. the show notes. It's a pretty interesting article. It's just really short. Oh, well, it still has, it gives all the information for yeah. you to... Gives basically all the information we just gave. Yeah. Okay, so, next item on the list. Um, next item on the list. Um, something that I had found out about recently was um, HP. What does HP do? Printers? HP Hewlett Packard? Oh, notebooks. They make a lot of stuff. They make a lot of stuff. They, they used to do printers. They still do printers, but they also do, because they bought Compaq oh, yes. recently. So no. they do... Everything. Okay. Printers, copiers, notebooks, desktops. Uh, the machine I used to have down here was an HP. Okay. There's an HP monitor right over there. Okay, so um, HP... It's a I... computer company. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Computer and other techno- technology company. Computer and electronics. Okay. Um, I mean, they make graphing calculators. So it seems that... Um, this is a new story that I thought was really great, was that um, HP... Um, seems that somebody in the HP uh, board... The people in board charge, of directors, board of directors, um, was leaking information to the media about their discussions in the boardroom. Stuff that should be private, which I agree should not be leaked to the media, but it was. So the um, depends on what it is. Okay. And if they're making secret deals with foreign companies. Good point. But if they're just doing like, should we do this or that? Or yeah. Great uh, firewall of China. Publicly owned company, anyways. I don't know. I think they are. We shall figure that out. We'll I'll post it, that in the show notes. Yes. Um, but so somebody was leaking something to the media from the board. So the uh, chairwoman of the board decided she wanted to um, find out who was spilling the beans. Rightfully so. Yes. Because if I'm in charge of it, I don't want people. Right. I right. want to get people back in line. So um, she hired a private detective to go and um, find out who was leaking the information. And. Um, Seems he uh, hacked the uh, phone book or the the phone company. Hacked the phone company. Yes. Um, well, okay. This is I want to well first explain what happened, and then I want to get your view on. Okay. Because this is this is what somebody told me was, hey, look, HP got hacked, and I'm like, okay, Who would hack HP. Yeah. Why? <laughs> but it seems that the private investigator. Um, called up the phone company of people on the board, like whatever their phone carrier was, claiming to be them, requested their phone records. When you say claiming to be them? They called up customer service or something like that and said, yes, I am... This guy who's a member of the board? Yes. Okay. Is there any way I could get my phone records delivered to my office or something like that? So he claimed to be them... Got their phone records, worked backwards from that, found out, oh, oh, this person called this person and this person. And so they actually um, found out who the, who the mole was, who was, who was, who was leaking information. But it um, seems that everybody else also found out that, oh, look, HP um, was digging into my personal records. That's not legal. I don't know. 
If they're making the calls on the company phone, I think it is. But they they were impersonating the person to get this information, which is not well, legal. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. And so people are actually the uh, that's chairwoman. That's classic investigation, though. Privatized do that all over the country. Pretending to be somebody else yeah. to get legal documents that you're not allowed to get unless you're the actual person. Impersonating somebody else to get the legal documents is well, not. Well, did the private eye have the authorization of the CEO of uh, Hewlett Packard? Uh, she didn't know that this is how the guy got got the information. Okay, then, yeah, he probably did it illegally. Yeah. So this was not a legal way of getting the information about the people. And so now the um, chairwoman of uh, Hewlett Packard has um, resigned from her position. Oops. But they also but they found out who was leaking the information, so he's definitely not going to get rehired. So they got a positive... Another oops. <laughs> they, yeah. Oops, I was sending out information I wasn't supposed to. I wonder why I'm not going to get uh, reinstated onto the board. But oops, we did this the stupidest way possible. The most illegal way possible. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Good job, Hewlett Packard. Yeah. So now, technically when somebody said that Hewlett Packard got hacked, I don't see any way of how this was actually considered hacking. I what what is the definition of hacking for you? For me? Yes. I, it has several definitions. I mean, you can hack uh, a mechanical object by altering it in some way. You can hack into a database by bypassing passwords. And I guess this sort of falls under that category of hacking. Well, by... It doesn't have to be electronic hacking. Oh, it doesn't? No. I, okay. The, the, it's actually a, a pretty classic tactic of hacking, is calling someone and using uh, human... I don't want to say idiocy, but human ignorance. Oh, um, social... Was it social... Social engineering. Social engineering. That's Close it to it. Social engineering is me going to you and being like, I know Andy... I know what he likes. I'm going to guess his password because I know what he likes. You, the only reason you know my password is because of the web page. Yeah. Don't tell me you use that password for other things. Now I don't. <laughs> I did for a while, and then I suddenly noticed that Dave knew my password, and I'm like, okay. I didn't, hey, I didn't know your password. I couldn't recite it from memory just because it was on the page unencrypted. I don't know why they did that. Because... You're the only one who's supposed to have access to that page. Oh. But you shared the password with me. Yes. Since I don't know exactly what the hell's going on with... Exactly what the hell's going on? With the... Andy, you don't know anything about what's going on on the webpage. That is true. That is true. So, 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 like... So what he did is he just took advantage... the, The private eye just took advantage of human ignorance and really helpful people at the phone company, who said, okay, here you go. And, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's hacking. Okay. Now, because I was thinking about, is, like, hacking now more of a main... Because originally hacking, people were like, ooh, he's a hacker. No, hacking got a bad rep. Kevin Mitnick? Hackers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know who Kevin Mitnick is? Oh! Free Kevin with every purchase? Yeah. I, I He's the guy who was, like, in solitary for... Yeah. Wasn't allowed to go near a computer for like a 20 phone. years. Yeah. Like, there were claims which were completely inaccurate that he could launch a nuclear missile by whistling into a phone. Okay, now whistling into the phone, that's a whole Captain Crunch sort of thing. That would be... That's called freaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's called phone freaking. That's the, it's one of the early forms of hacking. Okay. Was getting like free long distance from the phone company. Oh, that's what Captain Crunch did. That's what it was. It was Well, Captain Crunch didn't do it. But there was a whistle that came out in a Captain Crunch box. Well, that's how he got his name. It was from the Captain Crunch yeah. box. 
he he's actually the one who discovered it, I think. And uh, the whistle, the frequency of the whistle was the exact frequency that the original phone switching machines used to connect long-distance calls for free. Oh, so he would be able to, like, dial up a thing, start blowing this whistle, get the correct sequence. It didn't even need a sequence. It was just the burst off the whistle. Oh. And the machine switched it over to free long distance. So then he could... Not only did this guy do it, people learned perfect pitch to whistle this exact frequency to get uh, free long distance. Now, that reminds me of... This is actually making more sense now, because remember, I heard something about a story where a guy was actually able, a blind guy was actually able to, at one payphone, like, I never realized that it was just the whistle, he was able to somehow connect around the world to the other payphone right next to him, Mm -hmm. and so he would speak into one, and then, like, 30 seconds later, it would come out the other. It would come out the other end, so he could have an entire, he went around the world with the phone company. Uh, It it sounds to me like it's probably an urban legend, but it, it could have happened. I, I a lot know. of phone freaking stories have been blown way out of proportion because everyone wants to be the next big thing. Ah. Phone freaking doesn't happen very much anymore because it's almost impossible. There are so many safeties and backups. It's, yeah. There are still people who do it. You can find uh, black boxes. But um, who still uses a payphone and such? Well, no, but you can still do it over other phones. Oh, okay. Landlines. Okay. If you know exactly what you're doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, uh, but as I was saying, hacking got a bad rep, and it was sort of from Captain Crunch. It was also from movies. Like hackers? Hackers and sneakers. Oh, I love sneakers. It was a great movie. But they both gave the idea that hacking is this really covert, uh, highly, highly immoral kind of backdoor thing. But isn't that what hacking is? No. Hacking is just... It doesn't need to be. Okay. There, There's a lot of other things you can do that can be considered hacking. Yeah, like um, PC Magazine, actually, the uh, cover article for this month had um, how to hack, was it almost anything or something like that? I think was, so. Was their cover article. And they they were telling, like, things you could do with your iPod, things you could do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, like, hacking is just changing it. Okay. Uh, in that sense, like hacking your iPod, hacking your Xbox, it's changing something in it. Now, a lot of times the companies that are responsible for this frown upon it because they don't want you to do that because they want you to buy the newest stuff. And if I hack my Xbox to play PlayStation 2 games, Sony and Microsoft aren't going to be very happy with me. No. No, they... That's why it's considered illegal. Okay. It voids the warranty on the box. Okay. So some hacking is illegal. Other hacking... I mean, you can hack your own Windows to make it more secure. That seems kind of backwards. That's because people have a bad understanding of what hacking means. Like myself. Right. Okay. If you go in and manually change registry files, you're hacking. Oh. Don't do this unless you know exactly what you're doing. You will screw up your machine. Okay, so um, I'm not going to do that then. Right. But I, quote-unquote, hacked our server the other day. Oh. When I went and moved someone's forum manually without going through the whole administration crap. Well then, I see now. It's it's starting it's starting to make more sense to me now that yeah, hacking it doesn't need to be this covert industrial espionage, guessing password stuff. Okay, there's a lot more to it. Uh, I have a friend. He's a very good hacker in many senses of the word. And when someone once at, went up to him and asked him, "Teach me to hack," he said, "All right, go get me a blender." And he had the guy change the gear ratio on the blender. 
so that when it was pressed on on low speed, it went like super super fast. And he said, "Congratulations, you've hacked." Hacked Blender. Yes. Nice. So technically, okay, so I did this with my my wireless keyboard at home. It was a really cheap one, had horrible range. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to go and boost the antenna on this wireless keyboard. And so I unscrewed the entire thing, clipped the old antenna, grabbed speaker wire, ran at the entire outside edge of the keyboard. And I could basically type on my keyboard from anywhere in the house now, and it would display on the keyboard. Granted, yeah, I've... that's hacking. Oh. You've hacked your keyboard. Nice. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Now it, I uh, dropped it a couple too many times, though, and now Ooh. it doesn't work too well. Yeah, so, well. by the way, now you're going to jail because you hacked. Oh, God. So it's, you know, completely illegal and federal offense. And they'll put you in Guantanamo for it. Mm, I like I like my, um, I like myself. I don't want to be become somebody's bitch. You're not going to. Yeah, wow. What? You're not going to be right. Okay. So. Wait, do you think I am big and strong enough to become. I, Andy, the point is you're not going to go to jail. Oh. Okay. You're you're fine. Okay. I, I didn't know. See, yeah. Not all hacking is bad. Okay. Now, now this is what I'm also wondering about. Something that I had was fig- trying to figure out. So. Wow, I didn't realize it was this late in the podcast. So I'm going to skip. That topic and that topic. We can yeah, get to those we're later. We're going to skip a little bit. Can Okay, so running to the big finish question. Big finish question. What's the big finish question? Um, so one of my classes I had discussed with people about future of technology. Now, can you think 30, 30 years ago was what? 1970-something. So you had the start 1970 of... 1970-something. Andy, it's 30 years. Do the math. What year is it? 1976. There you go. Bicentennial. So we had we didn't even have really um, VHS tapes. We didn't really have... Or Betamax. The, or Betamax. Or we didn't really have the internet as it is now. Uh, yeah. Or And you could dial up other computers and stuff, but it was still... So this is the question for you. Can, can you think of how... Technology is going to be in thirty years. This, this was this was a paper that I had to write for one of my classes. Was how the telecommunications field was going to be changed in thirty years. In thirty years. In thirty years. Yes. You know what I'd like to do, Andy? What? I'd like to think about that question. Oh, you'd like to think about that question? I would. And I think that we can open the next podcast with it. Okay. Well, and in fact, I will issue this statement that I want our listeners to think about that question. Okay. And go to the forum. I will even make a special post on the forum, a spe- uh, like a whole topic for it. Ooh. And say, what do you think it will be in 30 years? And I'd like you guys to think about that and post your response. It doesn't need to be an essay, although I do ask that you go and spell check it. Oh, yes. do Please. Please spell check. Don't start typing in elite, otherwise I will shoot you. And... In in IRL, ha ha yeah. ha, hacksaw, and whoever has whoever I think Andy and I will go through and read these. It, do you think anybody's actually going to go and post? I on... think we'll get like three of them. Okay, and one of them might be mine. Okay, maybe four. <laughs> Are you going to post one? Maybe, maybe. You know, I, we shouldn't post. We'll just talk about it next time. Oh, okay, but we'll read on air the one that we like the best. Okay. So think about it. Put out what you think. The question is, what will technology be like in 30 years? Yes. Given the leap that we've had in the last 30, and if you really want, you can think about the leap, and this is easier to look at, 
look at technology in 1946 compared to 1976, and the technology 1976 compared to 2006, today. And look at that and then think about what it's going to be in the next 30 years. Wow. That's going to be quite... And that's what we'll open the next podcast with. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm guessing we're um, done now. I think we are. Okay. So thanks for listening, guys. Episode three. Episode three. Signing off. Thanks for listening.